You know, it's my great pleasure right now to introduce to everybody a man who really needs no introduction. Carl. 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 Dragon. King. Carl. I'm not calling the fans geeks. I'm not calling them rednecks, tobacco chewing nothing, because I've done all that myself. Carl. 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 Dragon. King. Carl. In your dreams, you will see me. Excuse me, please. Let's don't talk negatively. I'm going to win the title, I'm going to keep my money and buy me some good old Tennessee drinking whiskey with it. Thank you for being such a great husband. And this is for you, Fannie Mae. Solid gold, baby, just like you and me. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the When It Was Cool Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much for joining me in our rotation of classic wrestling shows. We are back around to the long-form history of pro wrestling. And look, if you're a fan of pro wrestling history you want to know more about it i've been doing this series since the pioneer days of wrestling you know we started off talking about abraham lincoln and the way wrestling got established in this country people like william muldoon and uh, john mcmahon and colonel james h mclaughlin and people like that and we've talked about it for a long long time now all the way up to this show is going to cover june of 1983 so if you want a college level tutorial in pro wrestling history go through this series you can find the back episodes over at my website when it was cool.com go to the uh, zones and you can or the podcast rather and you can see the uh, long form history of pro wrestling i have a page dedicated just to that and uh, this comes from i take the script from my ultimate history of pro wrestling zone where I am documenting every major event that's happened in pro wrestling history. Yes, this is a never-ending project. I add, oh, sometimes as much as 150 pages worth of text a month uh, to that zone. And uh, what I add to it are things like this. It would be uh, any wrestling show with 5,000 or more people in attendance, uh, any major news, notes, uh, things of historical importance, that sort of stuff. The history of professional wrestling. And uh, yesterday, if you followed along in real time, if you were a Patreon supporter of my website when it was cool, then we go through the Observer for the uh, for the month. And uh, in 1983, uh, Dave Meltzer is putting out the Wrestling Observer newsletter monthly, not weekly. So it's working out real good. Yeah, yesterday, on yesterday's show, we did the June 1983 issue of the Wrestling Observer, which, you know, again, that's going to cover news mostly from uh, May, but, but heading into June. And he's got a lot more, you know, detailed stuff, the stories behind the story, so to speak. And uh, if you listen to that show, well, you're ready for this one. This is June of 1983, and a lot of big stuff's going to happen. Uh, we have... Uh, the whole of 1983 is very, very important to pro wrestling history because it's the setup for the national expansion of WWF. It is the setup for Hulk Hogan coming to the WWF. It is the, uh, you know, the NWA is the, the, the territories are still very strong, but cable TV is expanding. And we talked a lot in our going over the Wrestling Observer from yesterday about that. It looked like Southwest 
was forming kind of an alliance outside of the NWA with Adrian Adonis being crowned as their undisputed world champion. I mean, he literally had a replica of the NWA domed globe title belt is what he won. And uh, Dave was talking about, you know, them trying to possibly make a deal with Georgia wrestling, with Memphis wrestling, uh, with... uh, Uh, Some in Southern California, they were talking about the possibilities of, you know, this this shadow sort of NWA uh, alliance going on. That didn't happen. As a matter of fact, we'll find out, you know, Southwest Wrestling is in debt and they go worse in debt with a a disastrous tour of, of Texas and... On top of that, on on top of all that, uh, they did a very uh, tasteless angle on USA, which doesn't endure them. They didn't lose USA Wrestling uh, on the USA Wrestling on the USA Network because of that angle. That's usually been what's been told. That was part of it. It certainly didn't help their matter, but they lost it because they were so far in debt. They were paying for their TV show, and they were just running out of money, and any goodwill USA might have had toward them was lost in that angle, and that's what happened there. So that's the world we're entering, and a big thing happens on June 1st, 1983, and it's our first note. So if you want to follow along with us, our script is here. Go to whenitwascool.com, go to Zones. Go to the Ultimate History of Pro Wrestling Zone. Go scroll down to 1983. And then scroll down to June. And that's where we're going to start. And this one note here is a, you know, it's an isolated event. The person involved didn't even get convicted of this. But it changes really the course of wrestling history. It, it, it is the uh, impetus of a major new act that's coming on, and it kind of derails a, a future superstar's career for a little while. What happens is this. Following a Georgia Championship Wrestling show in Reynoldsburg, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus, Matt Bourne is accused of molesting a 16-year-old girl. Now, charges are ultimately dropped, but this led to him being fired from Georgia Championship Wrestling and ending his team with Arn Anderson. This led directly to the creation of the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, as their replacements, who went on to become one of the most popular tag teams in history. So what goes down here is, and Matt Bourne does not get convicted of this. The the uh, the people making the allegations ended up dropping the allegations. We'll, we'll find out about that as we go on as well. But Georgia Championship Wrestling fired him. Uh, Arn Anderson now is just set adrift with nothing to do because Ole Anderson's uh, turning babyface. So Arn ends up in Ron Fuller's Southeastern promotion under a mask as Super Olympia. Yeah, he even loses his identity for a while. Uh, He has a good run in Southeastern, but for about the next year, he's down in Pensacola, uh, you know, not any longer on national TV. Well, as we know, Arn recovers quite nicely, but that's what happens here. And the Road Warriors, well, they're just given the national tag team titles, and they come out, you know, with a with a big push, and the rest, as they say, is history. All right, more about this as we go along. But June second, nineteen eighty three, Jerry Lawler defeated Bill Dundee for the Southern title in Lexington, Kentucky. On that same day, June 2nd, 1983, New Japan Pro Wrestling is in Tokyo at the Sumo Hall, a huge show, very famous show, 13,000 in attendance. This is the match 
for the IWGP Tournament Champion. And this was imagined as a meeting of the top world champions from around the world. Uh, it wasn't really, but by the time they get through the tournament, it's major names from all over the world. And they do a one of the early worked shoot finishes. It looks like Hulk Hogan has knocked out Antonio Inoki in the finals by accident. He knocks Antonio Inoki off the ring apron. Inoki hits his head on the floor, goes into convulsions, the whole deal. Uh, for you know, many years, people called this a shoot, an accident. Hulk Hogan becomes the first IWGP champion. Now, this was different from the IWGP championship we know today. It, it, it descended from this, but originally the IWGP was a yearly tournament, kind of like the G1 or, or something like that. And it just kind of over time evolved into a defendable championship for the, for the most part. Um, it's a little more complicated than that, but that's basically what happened. And Hulk Hogan, that's how he become the first ever IWGP champion. But it, 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 everybody all used to tell the story, oh, Inoki was supposed to win and whatever, and he got accidentally knocked out. But that, in fact, was not true. So the undercard of this show, again, drawing 13,000, was Nobuhiko Takata, uh, pinned Kazeo Yamazaki. Again, think about the future of Takata. Uh, what a big future he has. Uh, Ryu Mago pinned Yoshiaki Fujiwara. Uh, Osamu Kido and Kentaro Hoshino uh, beat Kanek and Enrique Vera. Akira Maeda and Kingo Kimura beat Rusher Kimura and Osamu Teranishi. Siji Sakaguchi battled Big John Stud to a double countout. We'll have more about Big John Stud later, I think. Andre the Giant pinned Killer Khan. Tiger Mask, this being the original, Satoru Suyama pinned Kuniaki Kobayashi to win the vacant NWA World Junior Championship. And then the uh, Hogan beating Inoki by countout uh, finish wraps up the show to become the first ever IWGP champion. The next day, June 4th, 1983, the Southern title loss of uh, Bill Dundee to Jerry Lawler is repeated in Nashville. Uh, this time they attack on a loser-leave-town stipulation. So Bill Dundee is going to be leaving Nashville, and they are going to do this other places as well. June 5th, 1983, well, I talked about this a lot on yesterday's show going through the Observer. We've got a tournament now for the NWA national title. That's the in Georgia, their Georgia's top belt. And uh, this is going to be happening at the Omni in Atlanta. And so here's your results. Larry Zabisco beats Brett Wayne. He's going to eventually become Brett Wayne Sawyer, uh, the brother of Buzz Sawyer. Uh, Tommy Rich beats the Super Destroyer, who is uh, Scott Irwin. Actually, I think this is, yeah, yes, this is Scott Irwin. Uh, Mass Superstar Bill Eady defeats Ray Candy. Uh, both the Mass Superstar and Super Destroyer are fresh out of the Mid-South area, by the way, as a tag team. Uh, Paul Ellering battled Ole Anderson to a double DQ. Stan Hansen beat Pat Rose. Ron Garvin defeated Mike Starbuck. Mr. Wrestling 2's Johnny Walker beat Bob Roop. Arn Anderson defeated Mark Hill. Uh, Pez Watley defeated Tracy Stone. In round two, Larry Zabisco beat Tommy Rich by countout. Iron Sheik beat Ronnie Garvin. Mr. Wrestling 2 beat Arn Anderson. Buzz Sawyer beat Pez Watley. Dick Murdoch beat Killer Tim Brooks. In round three, Larry Zabisco uh, defeated the Masked Superstar by countout. Stan Hansen beat the Iron Sheik. 
Buzz Sawyer battled Dick Murdoch to a double DQ. In the semifinals, Larry Zabisco beat Stan Hansen by countout. And in the finals, Larry Zabisco beat Mr. Wrestling 2 to win the national title. Then, in an additional match, a boxing tag team match, Dick Murdoch and Ernie Shavers, yes, former boxer Ernie Shavers, defeated Buzz Sawyer and Killer Tim Brooks by a countout. June the 6th, 1983, we go to Memphis, Tennessee, and we've got darn near a sellout, if not a sellout. Uh, Mid-South Coliseum drawing 11,300 people. Actually, that's a little over what would be considered a, a sellout, so this must have been standing room only, nearly. The Galaxian number 2, Ken Wayne, beat Steve O. Uh, Tommy Gilbert beat the Galaxian 1, that's Danny Davis. Tom Pritchard beat Carl Fergie. The uh, mixed tag team match, Dutch Bantel teams with Penny Mitchell to beat Joyce Grable and the Angel, that is uh, Frank Morrell. Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson uh, team up with Terry Taylor and Stagger Lee. Of course, here that is Coco Ware uh, to beat the team of uh, Porkchop Cash and the Dream Machine, Troy Graham, who are teaming up with the Grapplers, who are new to the area, Lynn Denton and Tony Anthony. The fabulous ones, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, beat Bobby Eaton and Duke Myers and Jim Cornette and Jimmy Hart in a two-versus-four handicap match. And finally, Jerry Lawler beats Bill Dundee to repeat that Southern title win here in Memphis in a no-DQ loser-leave-town match, and that's what uh, drew that big house was uh, who's going to possibility of Jerry Lawler leaving town or Bill Dundee. On uh, June the 7th, 1983, the Southern title loss from Bill Dundee to Jerry Lawler is repeated again in Louisville, Kentucky. Remember, uh, this is where the first title change happened, but this time they tack on the loser-leave-town stipulation, so Bill Dundee's gone from there, too. Uh, June 8th, 1983, All Japan Pro Wrestling in Tokyo, and they, likewise, are at Sumo Hall, and they're going to outdraw the IWGP uh, tournament where the IWGP uh, drew 13,000 people. The uh, All Japan drew, actually, I'm sorry, just 500 less. Uh, All Japan draws 500 less people than New Japan, 12,500. So it's a, it's a good month for both All Japan and New Japan. Uh, Mitsuo Momoa pinned uh, Toshiaki Kawada. Ultra 7 pinned uh, Nobuyoshi Sugawara. Uh, Shiro Koshinaka pinned uh, Masaji Goto. Nikolai Volkov and the Destroyer, Dick Byer, uh, beat uh, Motashi Okuma and the Great Kojika. Uh, Takashi Ishikawa and Ashurahara beat Roddy Popper and Bill Irwin. Uh, the NWA Junior Championships on the line. Chavo Guerrero battled Mighty Inoue to a double countout. Genitro Tenru beat Dick Slater. And the PWF champion, uh, Giant Baba, battled Bruiser Brody to a double DQ. And we have a defense of the NWA World title there. Yes, Ric Flair goes to a draw with Jumbo Saruta. June the 10th, 1983, the Missouri and Central States champ, dual champion, Harley Race, beats NWA World Champion Ric Flair to win the World Heavyweight title in St. Louis. Yes, uh, just two days after Ric Flair defends the world title in uh, Japan, he loses it to Harley Race, making him a seven-time, at that time a record-holding, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That meant 
You know, Harley Race held three championships. Now, he would vacate, of course, the Missouri and Central States title to be world champion. But at the conclusion of this match, Harley Race was the NWA world champion, Missouri champion, and the Central States champion. This would lead to the storyline that's going to take us into the first Starcade at the end of the year, uh, the steel cage match where Ric Flair will regain the title uh, in a steel cage. So for half the year, uh, we're going to have the march of, uh, of uh, Ric Flair chasing Harley Race to try to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Then I have a, um, a, a copy of, of the October 1983 cover of The Wrestler, Magazine, Newstead Magazine, which has a bloody Harley Race and Ric Flair on the covers. His record-shattering seventh title reign, Harley Race defeats Ric Flair for the NWA World Title. So that is a a big, big moment. Like I said, this month is packed, packed with important stuff. June the sixth, or excuse me, June the eleventh, nineteen eighty-three. Duke Myers and Bobby Eaton lose the Southern Tag Team titles to the fabulous ones, Steve Kern and Stan Lane in Nashville. We get our first WWF appearance of the month uh, as they're going to have a show with a large attendance. Boston at the Boston Garden, 13,100. So WWF at Boston Garden, attendance 13,198. Salvatore Bolomo wrestled Somulia to a draw. Butcher Vashon beats Fred Marzino. Iron Mike Sharp beats Pete Doherty. Wow, these, gosh, we've talked about it so much. These WWF undercards are dreadful. Don Cronoodle, fresh in from Mid-Atlantic area, beats Mac Rivera. Chief J Strongbow's teams with Jimmy Snuka to defeat the WWF Tag Team Champions, the Wild Samoans, Alpha and Sika by DQ. Sergeant Slaughter uh, beats WWF Champion Bob Backlund by Countout. Swede Hansen beats Barry Mikhail Sukluna and Andre the Giant and Big John Stud, fresh back in from Japan, are in a match which Andre the Giant, of course, wins. The uh, same day, June the 11th, 1983, we've already talked about this, but this is the day it happens. The Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, make their tag team debut on WTBS at the WTBS studios in Atlanta. They come in and squash Joe Young and Randy Barber. They debut as the NWA National Tag Team Champions after being awarded the titles uh, following the firing of Matt Bourne. June the 12th, 1983, we go down to Mexico, UWA Mexico in Mexico City at El Torreo Stadium, 30,000 people. Are you catching on to all these huge attendances like just how popular worldwide pro wrestling was back during this time period? And it's going to get bigger, substantially bigger. 30,000 people in Mexico City. Dr. Wagner Jr. and a Scorpio and a Tomba beat Black Man, Enrique Vera, and Junji Harada, yes, the super strong machine. Babe Face and Pero Aguayo beat George Takano and Gran Hamada. Hiro Saito, Hiro Saito and uh, Kotetsu Yamada and uh, Norio Hanaga beat Anibal, El Solitario, and Viano 3. Tiger Mask, we've been talking about him. He beats Fishman to win the vacant WWF junior title. So, yes, now Tiger Mask holds both the NWA World Junior and WWF World Junior Championships. Uh, 
And in your main event, Connect beats Tatsumi Fujinami to win the UWA World Heavyweight title. June the 13th, 1983, in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Mid-South Coliseum, the you know standing room only show Jerry Lawler against Bill Dundee, loser leave town. Welp cut that basically in half. We're down to 5,716 people. Don Anderson beat Bruce Brother number two. Tommy Gilbert beat the Galaxian one, Danny Davis. Tom Pritchard, or I guess Galaxian one should be Ken Wayne. Uh, Tom Pritchard uh, pinned Jimmy Kent. The Grapplers, Lynn Denton and Tony Anthony beat the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson in a match where the Grapplers' masks were at stake. The Mid-America champion, Stagger Lee, Coco Ware, beats Bruce Brother 1 in a mask versus $500 match. Wow, 500 bucks! What a stipulation. Dutch Mantell and Penny Mitchell again team up, this time to beat Duke Myers and Joyce Grable. Uh, Bobby Eaton pinned Mad Dog in a Mad Dog match, whatever that was. Speaking of dogs, the Moon Dogs, Rex and Spot, battle the fabulous one Steve Kern and Stan Lane to a double DQ. Man Mountain Link, yeah, not Rick Link, not quite the draw Bill Dundee was, pinned Jerry Lawler to win the Southern title, probably one of the worst Southern champions ever was. And then uh, Stagger Lee wins a battle royal. Also on June 13th, uh, Rick Martell defeated the AWA World Champion Nick Botwinkle by DQ in Salt Lake City, Utah. Also June 13th, in San Antonio, Texas, Tully Blanchard beats Bob Sweetan to win the Southwest title. And uh, that takes us through the first half of the month. So when we come back, we'll be going to Reunion Arena in Dallas, Texas for a huge world-class show. That and much, much more here on the When It Was Cool podcasting network from whenitwascool.com. We'll be right back after this. We depend on Patreon support for our website and podcast network. In order to continue these podcasts you enjoy, we need you to visit whenitwascool.com and pledge at least $1. You'll gain access to lots of exclusive podcasts, newsletters, and more. Sign up is quick, simple, and can be canceled at any time. Whenitwascool.com and click any Patreon link. Thank you. All right, let's do the second half of the month of June, 1983. Uh, we're going to pick up in June 17th, and we've got a bunch of, a whole lot of notes for June the 17th, 1983. First off, a big, re- big attendance show, Reunion Arena in Dallas, Texas, world-class, 21,000 fans. This is world-class Star Wars. They had many of these Star Wars shows usually themed around some sort of holiday or something like this. Uh, So here's your results, 21,000 people. Uh, Remember, we got a lot of the Japanese guys over here. They've just been down in Mexico. We're going to have a few of them up here, or at least a a couple of them anyway, up here in Texas. Genichiro Tenru defeats Johnny Mantell. Uh, Vicky Carzana defeated Lola Gonzalez. Jose Lothario and Chris Adams and Chavo Guerrero beat Bill Irwin, Fishman, and the Mongol. Buddy Roberts beats Iceman King Parsons in a hair versus hair match. Despite winning the match, Roberts had his hair remover rubbed all over his head. So this is where he comes back. Remember doing the wearing the like the not the mask but the headgear gimmick over his head. 
David Von Erich defeated Jimmy Garvin by DQ per match stipulation. Sunshine became uh, his ballet for a day. That's a very famous, well-remembered angle back there in world class. The All-Japan United National Champion Jumbo Saruta beats Ted DiBiase. The PWF Champion Giant Baba beats King Kong Bundy. Kamala, who is fresh into the territory, getting a big push as a monster, beats Armand Hussein and Tola Yatsu, that's Yoshiaki Yatsu, and Mike Bond, a one-on-three handicap match. The newly recently crowned NWA World Heavyweight Champion for the seventh time, Hardy Race, beats Kevin Von Erich by DQ. Then in a tag team match, Kerry Von Erich and Bruiser Brody teamed together to beat Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy to win the American Tag Team titles. Also on June 17th, the WWF is having their monthly show at Madison Square Garden. I, I don't have the uh, the attendance for this show, but we can presume it was you know well above 10,000 people. Iron Mike Sharp beat S.D. Jones. Swede Hansen beat Butcher Vashon. Salvatore Bolomo defeated uh, Mr. Fuji by DQ. Ivan Koloff beat Tony Gurria. George Steele, new to the territory here, defeated, uh, or returning to the territory, I should say, beat Chief J. Strongbow. A six-man tag team match, Ivan Putsky, Jimmy Snuka, and Rocky Johnson beat Don Morocco and the Wild Samoans in a best two-out-of-three fall match. Andre the Giant beat Big John Studd. And Sergeant Slaughter beat the WWF champion Bob Backlund, this time by countout. Also on the 17th, the AWA is in Denver, Colorado, and we have Brad Reagans beat Chris Markoff, Greg Gagne beat Mike Graham, Kim Patera beat Jim Brunzel, Baron Von Raschke and Wahoo McDaniel beat Nick Botwinkle and Blackjack Lanza, and Mad Dog Vashon beat Jerry Blackwell. The, uh, on this same date, June 17th, the sexual assault charges against Matt Bourne are dropped in Franklin County, Ohio Municipal Court when the defendant and her mother fail to appear. The mother had been dating Matt Bourne at the time the alleged assault took place on June 1st. And I have here uh, inserted into this is the uh, newspaper article. It says... Uh, the uh, charges have been dismissed in Franklin County Municipal Court. Judge James A. Pearson dropped a charge of gross sexual imposition against Matthew Osborne, age 25, at a preliminary hearing. The charge was dropped Thursday when a 16-year-old Marion, Ohio girl, he, accu- uh, uh, he was accused of molesting, failed to appear to testify. The incident was alleged to have occurred June 1st at the Reynoldsburg Motel. All right, June 18, 1983, Jack and Jerry Briscoe beat Rick Steamboat and Jay Youngblood to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. I think Rick Steamboat was having some uh, knee issues and was needing surgery here. That's what the Observer we talked about yesterday said. Also on the 18th, AWA is in Chicago. Brad Reagans beat Chris Markoff. Mike Graham beat Nacho Barrera. Rick Martell beat Bob Colt. Kim Patera beat Jim Brunzel. Greg Gagne beat Bobby Heenan. Wahoo McDaniel and Jerry Lawler and Dick the Bruiser beat Nick Botwinkle, Jesse Ventura, and Blackjack Lanza. And Mad Dog Vashon beat Jerry Blackwell. That's not a very impressive AWA show there. 
June 19th, 1983, the Omni in Atlanta. So we come off our last Omni show was the National Tag Team Tournament or the National Singles Tournament. Mr. Wrestling 2, Johnny Walker defeated Miss Larry Zabisco, the national champion by DQ. Mr. Wrestling uh, 2 then defeated also Killer Tim Brooks, who was his lackey. In a Loser Leave Town match, strap match, Buzz Sawyer beats Dick Murdoch. So Dick Murdoch be gone from there. Ron Garvin beat the Iron Sheik. Stan Hansen and Tommy Rich defeated the National Tag Team Champions, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal by DQ. Uh, not not pinned them, beat them by disqualification. Pez Watley defeated the Super Destroyer, Scott Irwin. And uh, the Super Destroyer's brother, Bill Irwin's in. Bill Irwin beat Joe Lightfoot. And Rick Rude beat Bob Roop. Also on the 19th in Orlando, Florida, the NWA World Champion Harley Race beat Dusty Rhodes with Ron Bass as special guest referee. Also on the 19th in Hamburg, Minnesota, Buck Zumhoff beat Mike Graham to win the AWA World Junior title. June the 20th, 1983, Memphis, Tennessee, their attendance comes up just a little bit, up to 6,525. Don Anderson and Ken Timms. Uh, beat the A-Team, who are the mass duo of Don Bass and Roger Smith. Uh, Tom Pritchard beat the Giant Rebel, that is Stan Frazier's latest gimmick. He'd just recently been the Lone Ranger, by the way. Stagger Lee and Dutch Mantell beat Porkchop Cash and Dream Machine. Mad Dog beat Bobby Eaton in a Mad Dog match. Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson beat the Grapplers, Lynn Denton and Tony Anthony in a Texas Death match. Fabulous one, Steve Kern and Stan Lane battled the Moondogs, Rex and Spot, to a double DQ in a Lumberjack match. Jerry Lawler beat Man Mountain Link to win back the Southern title. And then in an additional match, Jerry Lawler beat the CWA international champion, Ken Patera, by DQ. Also on June 20th in West Palm Beach, Florida, NWA champion Harley Race beat Barry Windham. And also on the 20th in San Antonio, Texas, we see where Dick Murdoch left Georgia for. He shows up in San Antonio where he beats Adrian Adonis to win the Southwest version of the World Heavyweight title. But that was later a disputed finish, and the uh, the belt was held up. Basically booking it just <laughs> a lot like the regular NWA World title, right? June 21st, 1983, in Tampa, Florida, at the Fort Hesterly Armory, NWA champion Harley Race beat Scott McGee. On uh, June 22nd, 1983, Marty Lundy de- debuts his new, uh, uh, or debuts uh, as Arn Anderson in a storyline related to the Anderson family on a Mid South television show. Now, previously, he had been Marty Lundy down there, but now he shows up, having been Arn Anderson over in Georgia. He shows back up in Mid South as Arn Anderson, explaining that he was, you know, the, the cousin or whatever to Ole Anderson. And there he takes on uh, Mr. Wrestling 2. In Miami Beach, Florida, at the convention center, the NWA World Champion Harley Race beat Dusty Rhodes. June 24th, got a couple results here. One from the AWA, one from the WWF. AWA is in St. Paul, Minnesota. Chris Markoff beat Tom Stone. Brad Reagans beat Rick Martell. Mr. Saito beat Buck Zumhoff. Bobby Heenan beat Kenny J. Bobby Heenan with a singles wrestling win. Baron Von Raschke beat Blackjack, Blackjack Lanza rather, by DQ. Ken Patera and Jerry Blackwell, who are uh, about to do the Sheik's gimmick, 
they uh, teamed together to beat Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel to win the AWA World Tag Team title. So here's where the Sheiks began uh, with uh, Sheik Adnan LKC paying off Patera and Blackwell to become turncoat Americans. Also on that show, the AWA World Champion Nick Botwinkle beat Wahoo McDaniel. WWF is in Pittsburgh at the Civic Arena with an attendance of 18,000. Johnny DeFazio pinned the Beast. Mr. Fuji fought Chief J. Strongbow to a draw. Mike Scully beat Bill Dixon. The WWF Intercontinental Champion Dom Rocco beat Rocky Johnson in a steel cage match. We get another Andre the Giant win over Big John Studd, this time by countout. Salvatore Belomo pinned Baron Mikhail Cicluna. Iron Mike Sharp pinned S.D. Jones. And Jimmy Snuka and Ivan Putsky beat the uh, WWF Tag Team Champions of the Wild Samoans by DQ. Wow, that's a, that's a dreadful card there as well. On June 25, 1983, in Orlando, Florida, NWA champion Harley Race beat Barry Windham by DQ. Jim Crockett Promotions has a show in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Coliseum. The attendance, 6,819. Rick McCord beat Masafuchi. Uh, Mike Rotundo beat Kelly Kaniski. Joe LaDuke beat One Man Gang. Jake Roberts beat Bob Orton Jr. Rufus R. Jones defeated Magic Dragon. Wow, what a weird match that is. NWA TV champion Great Kabuki beat Jimmy Valiant. Ric Flair and Roddy Popper teamed together to beat Greg Valentine and Dory Funk Jr. And the NWA World Tag Team Champions Jack and Jerry Briscoe uh, retained the title against the former champions uh, Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. On June 26th, the WWF champion Bob Backlund beat the WWF Intercontinental champion Don Morocco in Salisbury, Maryland. The same date, the AWA has uh, Kim Patera and Jerry Blackwell defeated Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel uh, to uh, to win the uh, tag team titles of St. Paul, Minnesota. So I guess this is a, a repeat or a misdate. I need to go back and check. So I guess this is uh, that one's in St. Paul. So this one is okay. So this is just a repeat. I've got uh, I got to go back and correct the date on that. So our next show is uh, June the twenty seventh, nineteen eighty three, and this is our last uh, note for this show. June the twenty uh, seventh, nineteen eighty three, back down to Memphis, Tennessee, Mid South Coliseum. Uh, attendance about the same as it was last week, six thousand nine hundred seventeen. Ted Allen's in the area. Ted Allen pinned the Galaxian, Dan Davis. Don Anderson beat Ken Timms. The Grapplers this time beat uh, Tommy Gilbert and Dutch Mantell. Tom Pritchard pinned Duke Myers. Uh, we get a little person's match. Little Tokyo beat Chili Bo Diddley. What a great name. Porkchop Cash and the Dream Machine beat the Rock and Roll Express. Bobby Eaton and Jimmy Hart together as a team beat the Mad Dog and Stagger Lee. Jerry Lawler teams up with Austin Idol to beat Kim Patera and Man Mountain Link in a tag team match. And the fabulous one, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, beat the Moondogs, Rex and Spot by DQ in a steel cage match. And so that is June of 1983, a ton, a ton of notes, a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the whole split up of Matt Bourne and, and uh, Arn Anderson, the formation of the Road Warriors, 
uh, all kinds of stuff happening. A big, big month. And look, things don't slow down. They're only going to get wilder from here. Next time we rotate back around this show, we'll cover July of 1983. And again, if you want some uh, a little additional something for this show each each time this show rolls around at whenitwascool.com on my Patreon, we do a whole show the day before uh, talking about The Observer. So we'll cover the the uh, July 1983 Wrestling Observer newsletter uh, there as well. So hope you will check us out over at whenitwascool.com. Become a Patreon supporter. we got big, big things happening. If you're listening to this, uh, not in the archives, but at the time it drops, which is December of 2022, coming up very, very shortly, as in January 1st, for 2023, we're kicking off the new year in a huge way by dropping our 201 Greatest Pro Wrestlers in History list. This list of the 201 Greatest Pro Wrestlers of all time is not my opinion. It's not Carl's list. But I've taken over 20 lists. These are the Greatest Wrestler of All Times list and books. There have been uh, publications that have put out 100 Greatest of All Time, 50 Greatest of All Time, uh, Top 10 Greatest of All Time. I've taken a uh, cumulative look at the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500. Uh, that gives us about 20 years or so worth of uh, their data, plus numerous wrestling historians. I've taken their 100 greatest of all time list, and I've aggregated them all together, added them up, averaged them up, gave them additional points for winning the Wrestling Observer Wrestler of the Year, being in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, things of that nature, and I have come up with what I believe is the definitive uh, cumulative idea of who the 201 greatest pro wrestlers of all time is. This list took a lot of work, tons of math, not Scott Steiner math, but actually real math, uh, figuring this out, sourcing it out. The methodology is sound, and I think this is a list we can release with confidence about the general consensus of the world, of publications, of historians, of who the 201 greatest pro wrestlers of all time is. If you're a Patreon supporter at When It Was Cool, you'll get that the day before, uh, December on December 31st. For everybody else, it drops January 1st. I've already put out two free shows uh, talking about the methods used and the sources used. If you want to subscribe to my free feed, it's When It Was Cool Wrestling, and I hope you will do so. And check that out. It's going to be exciting. I hope everybody will talk about it, uh, pass it around, argue about it, whatever, and uh, really get it, help us out as we kick off 2023 in a big way at whenitwascool.com. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your kind listening. And we will be back here again soon with another show. When It Was Cool is your home for retro pop culture fun. We feature hundreds of podcasts on classic TV shows, movies, retro sports, toys, history, music, wrestling, and more. Tons of free podcasts. And hit any Patreon button for a deeper dive into our premium shows. Whenitwascool.com. Fun and friendly.